I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Designed to Heal. My name is Jeff McLaughlin, your host with Dr. Ben. Ben Rawl, how are you doing today, man? How's it going? I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing well. You're doing, doing well. well. I'm doing well. So you got a you got a topic today, man. You're you're bringing the well, heat. You got yeah, no, we'll see. Yeah, probably. It tends to go that way. <laughs> although one of our, although we've had some guests lately that bring the heat more than I do, so um, I feel like um, I've been tame. But that's probably just that a, is very true. That's probably that is just very a, true. Uh, They're overshadowing you. I gotta, no, I gotta no, rile okay. you up a little bit today. Get you going. Well, so th- this show it kind of, <laughs> you know, dedicated somewhat to one of good friends of mine who. Um, you know, isn't in the health world. Um, he is an expert in his own in his own world. But um, we you know we we've been friends forever, and so we text and catch up and and um, hey, how you doing? And then certainly with this last year with all of the Corona stuff, and mm. you know he's you know and he travels all over the world, and so actually he was in Italy uh, at the time when it was kind of first going down, and he was like you know when that, that was like the, they thought that was like an epicenter, and he's like, hey man, I'm just leaving Italy, like. Should I be worried? And so we were just kind of walking through some stuff. So he's a good mm. um, person for, for we, we kind of both appreciate the conversations because he asked me questions and perspectives that are probably more common because, mm. you know, sometimes he's mm. like, man, you're just in your bubble. Like, yeah. I know you think that's crazy, but like most of my friends or people I run with, they don't, th- you know, he's like, I got people lined up to get the vaccine in my world. Right. And he goes, and, and yet, you know, I know you wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. So <laughs> it's been good, but we, we've just been kind of playing around. He's like, man, it would be great if he loved, and he loves the show. He's like, it would be great if you could do an episode that would be something like, you know, the, the top five, you know, ways to, to wake up. I mean, we were playing with, you know, what's your, what's your wake up plan? Cause here's where he gets frustrated because mm. he's learned enough. And, 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 um, and he says, and then he, he researches something that I'll, maybe I'll share with him and he'll go, man, how come this isn't on the news? How come, you know, what, you know, yeah, even seriously. you just having conversations yeah, all off the time before all this time. about this, which yeah. is, but if that was the case, how come, you know, blank. Right. And so, um, I'm going to do a, so, so when you're talking about waking up like that, this is so funny. I'm glad yeah. you're saying this now. Cause no joke, man. I thought you were talking about like how to get up in, in the, the morning. morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. So nope. I'm going, what's he going to say? Okay. Yeah. Open your eyes. That would be yeah. one. Like, yeah. so we were, so we depend on the title of the show. We just, we just click baited you. We duped you, right? You thought it was going to be, so you can either turn off now or, oh no, wake up. Like I got to think. I'm sorry. Now they're going to go back to sleep. Yeah. So you're talking about really how to get woke. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm becoming tired of that term. I I gotcha. I am Now I'm like, gosh, what do we do here? Uh, I would just say, and and somebody said this the other day, like maybe it was pastor. I don't remember. Just, I don't, I, you don't even need to critically think, just think. Okay. Like just, just be willing to, to think a little bit. So I'm going to do, my best today um, at, at what I think would be some starting points to maybe a friend or a family member. And, and again, if you're listening to this, because you'll probably share this, because if, if there was a top question I get, it's it's often like, well, how do I help my friends or my family understand this? Now you have to, you know, you have to know, of course, I get to see a lot of patients. And so I, I do certainly have an ability and they're generally coming to me for advice. And so it's, 
you know, it's a, I'm biased in that, right? They're coming, hey, can you help me? Sure, here's some thoughts on this. And, mm-hmm. and that, yeah. you know, now trying to take somebody that's not really that interested is obviously much more difficult. Absolutely. Right? So matter Absolutely. of fact, I was even sharing us some studies the other day that were right off, directly off of the, uh, the FDA's uh, um, website. It was the, the, the 54-page document for uh, their proposal for vaccine, the COVID vaccine. It was Moderna, I believe. Yeah, Moderna. And it was funny. I literally read this thing at three o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I think it was Saturday night. And I was just reading through this thing. And that didn't help me sleep. You know, they think that would put you to sleep. <laughs> that, that made me wake up. Matter of fact, I was texting the friend that had this show that he, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, we're literally texting about this stuff. And, and I'm sending him the snippets. But I sent a little piece of this because, for example, there was one part in there that talks about this doesn't, um, hasn't been shown to stop transmission or infection rates, right? And, and this is right in their own document, right? And I, I sent that to somebody else just the other day, and, and, and literally, it was almost as if they read what I sent them the entirely opposite way. And I thought, wow, that it was like, wow, that's wild. Mm. You know, that's, mm. that's wild. And so I guess the first kind of challenge I would have and on this is, is, you know, and now listen, we're all guilty of this. I am guilty of this. Uh, you know, I guess the term is confirmation bias, right? Which is, you know, so if my paradigm, and this is actually one of the points almost, Jeff, but if my paradigm is, is, you know, science, science is this be all end all, right? And I, I even would be happy to dissect the term of science. Science should really be testing hypotheses, right? Just well, because that's you, what it is, that it's yeah, purest it should, form. It should, it's just been hijacked. It's been hijacked as if we throw that word in front of anything, yeah. and then we just go, well, it's science, right, or research. And listen, I'm not anti-science. I'm not anti-research. We just have to have a healthy skepticism to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, if we want to just go in examples, there's a lot of things that were scientific that we've uh, at one time that are wildly, Absolutely. you know, it was scientific to do bloodletting. It was scientifically to drill holes in people's skulls and release demons and call that, <laughs> but we laugh, but that's really it was scientific that's, to, yeah. you know, do electrocute people. It was scientific yeah. to go cut their brains in half and cause to stop seizures. It was scientific. Like we could go on and on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matter of fact, one of the greatest questions or a great question somebody asked me one time was, um, what is going on today? I would just use in healthcare. What's going on in healthcare today that will be, you know, we'll laugh at in 20 years, right? Or what, what drugs will be pulled off the market that we're on right now? Now, listen, so some of you maybe even right away will say, well, hey, that's just progress. That's what we're doing. Listen, no, 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 no. Not if the quote science that you use to do those things was bad science, mm. right? Mm. So as I was reading, I told you today, if you read that 54-page report that they used to try to... If you read that and you're not concerned, um, I, I don't think you'd read that and say, I'll take this vaccine. I think you would read that and go, this is ridiculous. And and so... Yeah, but yeah. Ben, to your point, I mean, you're talking about the bad science too, and I think there's another factor that also comes into play is uh, the finances of things. Like there is an incentive for a company to release a product or to do a whatever. It's not like we have, you know, this agency out there that's completely unbiased and like nobody's gotten to them and they're not bought or whatever. Oh my gosh. Well, so let's, so let's go walk. I mean, you're talking about businesses that are incentivized because they are a business. They're, they're there to make money. And so of course they want to release a product and they want to do whatever that's going to influence yeah, the the uh, science uh, or at uh, least dilute i guess it could and, and that's actually one of the points so i want to try to stay for my own sake on okay. track here so for my own but you you there's a there is a little kind of caveat as we get started too which is listen is as as you walk through some of this just like you know um 
I was I was reading a, a in kind of a devotional this morning, and it was this this pastor was talking about a, a crisis of faith that he had in his in his life, right? So there's no like there's no doubt that depending on where you're at as you're hearing this, it could ca- cause a, a a crisis of of kind of intellect in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a cognitive dissonance, right? Like you're going to confront some things that you're going to probably not want to believe because the implications of that are difficult. So I'll use this, this has come up very often in the vaccine world, where a child is injured through a vaccine, and the the parent um, is, it's very hard for them often to, early on, to, to acknowledge that the vaccine might have done that, because then they are going to realize that they, you know, right, were, were the ones that took the, the kid to that appointment yeah, or didn't yeah. do the research or something like this. And I only share that. I share that because I've had those conversations with parents. I'm not standing here judging that. I'm saying I've sat in rooms with family members who have said, my child is injured. I'll never forgive myself for what I did. It's hard to do that. So oftentimes we'll try to find anything we can to not believe that to be true, mm. right? Mm. So, like, if you're going to come to the conclusion that you know pharma is and, and you know Congress is owned by pharma, our media, our, right? Like, then you're going to have to start to question almost everything you read and see as it relates to this. Yep. Okay, yep. and so yep. so let's walk through some stuff. Mm. Um, and and I'm gonna again, this isn't uh, by no means a complete you know, list. It's just as I was running through these ideas with myself and my friend, and then and then trying to. Um, you know, trying to come up with ideas on this. Um, that was my thoughts here. So with my first point here, I said there was a study done in 2009 by um, a Dr. Kilo and a Dr. Larson. And this was done in the journal, the American Medical Association. I frankly can't believe it got published. Now, this is where, just as a starting point, Jeff, I think a lot of times when I cite, you know, studies and things like this, people you know, most people are, are just not doing that. Even if they're in healthcare, they're, they're, you know, they're just regurgitating what the news told them, right? Vaccines are safe and effective, you know, FDA is, you know, whatever, you know, standards are high, something like this. And, and so, again, in, in order for you to acknowledge that that's not the case, um, it does start to mess with your head a little bit. So I'm going to read you the direct quote from their conclusion of what they did. So, again, they went to the big study and, and they, were, they were just looked at the totality of healthcare. Right. And they said, hey, kind of, how does this working? You know, like, um, is it working? And so this direct quote says, the possibility that healthcare might cause net harm is increasingly important given the sheer magnitude of the modern healthcare enterprise. Serious review of these issues will likely challenge assumptions about the value of many current healthcare practices. So Jeff, when you look at healthcare, so here's my point. You've got a couple of MDs, one's a master's in public health, PhD, one's a medical doctor. They looked and they studied all of healthcare in America and they said, here's what's crazy. We spend trillions of dollars. I mean, it's our largest GDP, okay? We spend we spend the most on healthcare, yet it's likely net harm. Like, that should rattle you, okay? This isn't me yelling and screaming on a podcast because the drug's bad or whatever. I mean, I'm happy to do that, and those are true too. But that statement should concern you. 
as a consumer, as a person that's, because you're asked to participate in this. You're asked to get mandated vaccines. You're told to go see your doctor. You pay health insurance premiums every month or the tunes of thousands of dollars to try to participate in that system. Matter of fact, this country mandated you have insurance for a season. Sure. I'm forced yeah. to participate in a system for thousands of dollars for me and my family. Follow your advice. Do what you say. Don't question it. And now you're telling me in the Journal of the American Medical Association, oh, um, it's actually likely net harm. And there's been serious assumptions that we've made. So if, 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 if you can't start here and go, wow, what do I need to know? What, what's going on here? Right. I'm, I don't know how to help you. Then I okay. get rattled because they don't get rattled about this. That's that you know. I think that you you graduate through that phase. You start with man that rattles me, and then you reprocess and, and sort of redigest that quote over and over and over. You know, and the facts that go with it, and you go, what would it take to wake? I mean, start with them. You know, how would you? How can you publish that line and not make changes, not do something about it? And then what would it take for people to read something like that and to not have now, the same effect? Right? Mind you, Jeff, this is a peer-reviewed journal. Yeah. Okay. So you can't. There, there's not gonna. That's not a flippant statement. I, I get it. You don't get to say that without the evidence to back that up. So, so I look at that and I go, "Wow, that's a concern." Okay. Now we're gonna. I'm gonna add a mm. couple other things. I mean, not only is it a concern, it's a significant concern, right now. Jeff, I'm going to look at. Uh, I'm going to use another um, another study here, right? That's talking about um, the prevalence of chronic disease, okay, and mm. in our in our children. In 1986, and I have the graph pulled up right in front of us. This is actually right out of the Journal of um, Pediatric Journal, okay? And it says that there was 12.8% chronic disease in our kids in 1986. We're now over 54%. Here's why I'm saying this, Jeff, and this is why this pod. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to try to walk us down through a little bit of a of a trail here. Okay, so you're you're telling me this system you're trying to coerce me into engaging in mm -hmm. is, uh, I mean, if any neutral or likely bad, making me worse. I, I I've used this analogy before. It's like it'd be like saying, hey, we had you know ten fires in town, so we brought in the fire department, and ever since we brought the fire department in and spent millions of dollars having a fire department, we have more fires. That'd be weird. I, yeah. You'd say, something's not right here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Okay. So matter of fact, even ask ourselves this, Jeff, over the last, you know, 50, 60 years, you know, more than 100 years, you know, we're taking more drugs than ever before, more vaccines than ever before, more testing, more procedures, more doctoring, more visits, more hospitals, more tests, more exams, more MRI, more of all the things you call healthcare. In the last three years, our life expectancy has gone down. We have more childhood diseases than we've ever had. We have more chronic illnesses, more like, like if you can just back out for a second and say, what the heck this, you know, definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting yeah, different yeah, results. Yeah. And so if you're sitting here and you say, are we, are we actually, you know, going, you know, are you, so are you sitting here actually proposing that you think more of that's going to be the solution? Like, so we spend four and a half trillion when we hit eight trillion and right, we're bankrupt. Right. Is that what you think? So, yeah. so Ben, interpret that stat for me. Go back to that one. Yeah. Uh, the so you're saying now that like what 54 percent of kids deal with some kind of chronic illness. That's what it's effectively saying. Oh now? yeah, yeah, not effectively the, saying. Yeah, they have a diagnosis of a chronic disease and the definition of chronic. Uh, Jeff, this I'm yeah, not I was making this ask up. You that, Ness, yeah, the what, definition what of chronic is something you're expected to have for the rest of your life. 
a, a lifetime diagnosis, asthma, uh, you know, autism, uh, developmental delays, ADD, ADHD, uh, eczemas, these are you know, allergic autoimmune diseases, thyroid issues. These are things when you say chronic, it says we expect you to have this forever. That's the medical. And, and it's, you know, somebody may be out there going, well, we just diagnosed differently or something like that. F- you know, fine if you want to make that argument. But Ben, that's the jump. I mean, Jeff, that's, Jeff, look, it's not going from 8 to 10%. Stop, we're talking about right? Not you, you stop. But like to that right. person that says of course, that. Yeah. Anybody that's, you know, so I'm 42. I won't make you say how old you are. Um, <laughs> I remember being in school. I remember being in elementary school, right? And, 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 you know, this was the days where, you know, you had the nurse. And remember if you had a drug and you go to the nurse, right? I just remember getting fluoride. Do you remember getting that? I do like, remember the little green thing. They'd bring a little cup in. Was, I do remember yeah. this. But here's the thought. When I, that was rare that anybody in your class was on a pill. Like it was maybe somebody had asthma, maybe they thought, right? Like, but I mean, most of the time, nothing. There was the one kid maybe once in a while that had to go to the nurse, Right. Now, it, 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 just, just pause and now ask if that's your reality if you have kids right now and you're in the schooling system. Yeah. Jeff, they have lockers in, this, in, the, in the schools now, right? Yeah. Lockers in the nurses' rooms for all the drugs that all these kids are on. Totally. It's insane. I've got patients that are teachers. They've been teachers for 20, 30 years. I always ask them, you know, what's one of the biggest changes? Or I ask them about these statistics. Jeff, there wasn't entire sections for autistic kids before. There wasn't entire schools that had to be built to take care of this. So, so just stop that, okay? Try, this, but this goes right back to the point you were trying to say earlier, or that we were talking talking about earlier, yeah. which is we just want to try to find a way off of this so we don't have to deal with it in our brains. I, oh, just diagnosing it better so I don't have to think about it. Stop. Well, that's the thing. is somebody saying that right now, but it's like even if you want to go down that road, the jump is so drastic. Yeah. You can't account for that. Yeah. I mean, you cannot account for that in that way. So I'm going to give you some other statistics that are directly out of the literature. Okay. So the United States spends 450% more on health care than the military each year. Wow. Okay. Um, by the way, when we say, and I, I have the most wonderful dis- disclaimer on this, when we say the government spends, uh, or the you know what, U.S. A lot of that is a uh, taxpayer money, right? Too, right? <laughs> Let's just be real about this, right? Um, you know, well, with Medicare and Medicaid. A lot of it's and, theoretical taxpayer money that doesn't well, exist. Yeah. But you know, if you really want to go down that road, <laughs> yeah. so sure. Um, yeah, Jeff. And I'm gonna. I'll just have our listeners now. Some of you are are more aware of this, so this is new yeah. to you. But when I ask, just as people that I meet sometimes, and I say, hey, where do you think the United States ranks in healthcare? They'll usually, you know, if they're just kind of new to the conversation, they'll say, I don't know. Usually they say something like one, two, or three. Like they always think it's like that, right? Um, So depending on, you know, where you look, there's several ways to measure this. Uh, World Health Organization does this annually. Um, Some other large agencies do this. Um, Depending on which one you look at, we're anywhere from 37th to 48th. There's countries ahead of us you've never heard of. Mm. Okay, so, 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 so it's just kind of like I'm trying to pull the veil away a little bit, right? You know, Jeff, it reminds me of like um, where uh, um, when, when I was first uh, in it's boxing and things like this, right? So I'm younger and I'm getting, I'm getting decent and, and, you know, I thought it was, a, you know, in my own mind better than I was, right? So I'm, I'm, in, I'm in South Dakota having my fights. But when you get in the, the plane and you fly to New York for a fight and you're fighting some guys that have been doing this since they were two, Right, you're not as good as you thought you were. Correct. Yes. But you had to put yourself. You had to be willing to, to, to you know. And sometimes it's the brutal truth. When you're getting beat up, you're like, I think this guy's better than me, right? Regardless of yep. what I think. Yep. Yep. So you might go, Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I agree, it's crazy. But that doesn't mean that it's not true. Okay. We spend the most. So if you just want to say return on investment, you should go. This is ridiculous. We rank our health system ranks seventy second 
as effective healthcare system. We're 11th out of 11th on the wealthiest nations in healthcare. We're 34th in life expectancy. We're 34th in infant mortality, which means death of child under one. We're 48th in maternal mortality rate. There's 47 countries that the mothers live longer than, than, than our country does. Where 70% of Americans take a prescription drug daily, 25% of our kids are on a prescription medication. So Jeff, these are, these are directly pulled from the literature. Okay, so but I know what's happening. Just like you said, somebody's going, that's not true. That's crazy. That can't be. Or or it goes even worse. Ben, this becomes a patriotic thing at times, too. Mm. Oh, Ben, look, Ben's taking a shot at America or something like that. And it's like, hey, guys, listen, I am. I'm so grateful. I think you would say the same thing, too, to have been born in the land of the free and the home of the brave and everything. That doesn't mean this is a perfect country. Absolutely. And 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 it was. You know, if we it doesn't mean you put it on cruise control and just allow these things to happen and expect that it's going to maintain itself. It will not happen. I mean, again, I always think if you know, once you have kids, you always realize this. It's like, you know, for example, uh, the other night, my my son is really in skateboarding and and uh, the the way our house is set up, it has like a tile floor. And then my wife's got some rugs and, you know, he's got one rule. He can skateboard kind of around the area, just not on mom's rugs. Right. So last night, this is yeah, going. right. So last night. <laughs> Right. He's got like two skateboards laying on the rug and, and, and my wife's like, hey, buddy, remember? And, and, and here's the point that he's like, I'm sorry, you know, I won't do it again. But here's the reality. It's probably like the 86th time we've talked about this. Right. So I'm not saying his sorry is not genuine. I'm saying he's he's 11. Okay, so so it's just the reality of this. And so we all know that drugs have been pulled from the market and we all know the fraud studies and we know what's happened with oxy and we know what happened with thalidomide and we know what happened. Right. It's just, you know, there's a lot we could talk about there. But to your point, Jeff, we, we I think to your point, you know, we can't just assume that uh, they're going to police themselves. They've shown themselves incapable of doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to understand that real, you know, part of the, the job of a democracy or republic is to put pressure on them. Right. I was watching something yesterday was talking about protection of freedom of speech. You're seeing a lot of censorship around. And it said, really, you know, the protection of freedom of speech wasn't to protect um, so much the things we agree with. It was the naysayers. It was the it was the people that need to be able to the differences of opinion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this might be uncomfortable to hear, but we need to hear it. Even if it's to, 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 to drive you to investigate some things that you've just kind of, like you said, put on cruise control or said, well, it's, it's too complicated. Well, hey, it's your health. Mm. Okay. Mm. Here's, a, here's a study mm. talks about U.S. life expectancy drops from the third year in a row. It actually talks about drugs in this and, and suicides in this. And so, you know, we have to, you know, these are just the, again, they're the, they're the brutal realities, right, of, um, of what's going on now. So Jeff, I want to go into a couple other things now, uh, just to kind of set the stage for this. So uh, this one is out of the British Medical Journal. Okay. And these studies now, again, these studies might surprise a listener that's never done this before, but I'm, you know, it's partly here to help you. So um, the number one cause of death in the United States um, is heart disease. Okay. The number two cause of death is cancer. And the number three cause of death you know, I, I don't want to say drum roll because this isn't exciting to share, but the number three cause of death is actually medical error. Okay. Now, uh, if you're reading this or listening to this, you're asking yourself the same kind of question, which is, you know, if that was true, right, how come I don't know about that? So this is, again, right out of the British Medical Journal, and it says, um, however, we're not even counting this. This is what you need to hear as a listener. Me- I'm reading it directly. 
medical error is not recorded on U.S. death certificates. Medical error is not recorded on U.S. death certificates. How come I don't hear about it? Because it's not recorded on a death certificate as a cause of death. Let me give you an example. Vioxx, I take it. It causes me to have a stroke. I die. My death certificate says stroke. It doesn't say Vioxx. Okay, so when people, this is how it's right in front of your face, but not, right? It's happening right in front of you, yet it's hidden, if you will. Ben, is there a reason for that? I mean, I, I, I know the obvious reason for that. Is there some kind of legal protection or something like See, crazy? Go, well, I don't know, but this goes right into... Well, no, I, I asked this yeah, reason no. because they should bear the shame of that. That's the thing. How do, how do things ever get corrected unless... I mean, that's one of the great things of the public forum is that it provides an opportunity for people to make corrections and for wrong behavior to be right. Right. So and this if that is, doesn't happen, this never will. So exactly. So when you look at the COVID vaccine right now, and the fact that it has complete immunity, pun intended, right? Um, immunity against liability. Right. It cannot be. Right. Then why? I mean, you know, Jeff, it's the same thing when we were kiddos and we got grounded or spanked or, or you know, taken, you know, lost a privilege. I mean, there's no motivation, no incentive there at all for anything. So. And if you're yeah. going to rely on the goodness of their hearts? Come on. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, it yeah. defies all other humanity that we know about. Okay, so um, I've been seeing studies lately, and again, a lot of teachers I take care of, that a lot of the kids are doing the distance learning. They said they, they've never seen a failure rate like they're seeing mm. of the kids that are failing. Part of it is accountability. Part of it is mm. just the difficulties of doing that, right? It's not going better. It's going worse. Okay, this isn't like mm. we didn't hit victory because we got a bunch of kids staring at a screen for eight hours a day in their living room. That isn't, didn't work. Okay. Now, and again, so we've thought, oh, but this is what we have to do this to protect the kid. Listen, to protect the kids, the death rate in children is 0.00. 0.00. Yet, again, if you're not, if you're, but then somebody say, well, but there was the one kid. Yeah, there's, there's people that die. I hate to be the, the bearer of bad news here. People die of a lot of causes. People die of a lot of things. People die of asthma attacks from a drug that they were given that caused asthma. Okay, people die. Oh, guess what? Newsflash. The number three cause of death in the United States is actually medical care right out of the British Medical Journal. So mm. stop telling me. Yeah, but what about little Bobby? Listen, we have empathy and compassion for little Bobby. But I'm telling you is you we need to keep this in perspective. Okay, so again, you look at this. Now, I'm going to go to another study that actually, and this is uh, right, uh, published medical journal, adding up from the Institute of Medicine. And what this study did, Jeff, was it added up all of the different things. So, it, for example, and these are, again, all published medical journals, and it added up, for example, we know that adverse drug reactions kill 106,000 people a year. Okay, let me, let me explain adverse drug reactions. Properly prescribed drug. That means, Jeff, they say, go take two of these for your XYZ. You take two and it kills you. That's not a little kid got in the cupboard and drank mama's pills. This is not an overdose. This is properly prescribed to the tune of 106,000 deaths. That's just a year. And this actually is a, a little bit of an even an older stat, meaning um, it's, it's, it's even been updated and it's worse. Medical errors 
kill 100,000 people. Bed sores kill um, 115,000. Infections from hospitals kill uh, 88,000. Malnutrition, outpatient, unnecessary procedures, surgery related. Jeff, you actually add this up. It's over, it's over almost $300 billion a year in associated costs and pushing 800,000 deaths. It actually, if you use this statistic and you add it all up, it actually becomes the number one cause of death. Now, again, this is like too, bit, too much for people. They're like, no, I can't, I can't do this. Well, right? put it into perspective, the, the numbers that I think are being published as of today say that we're a little over 300,000 deaths from COVID right now in the United States. Yeah. Okay, so put that in perspective. You're still at weight. I know you don't agree with that number, and I get yeah. that. I'm just saying the published well, I, number. Well, I don't, I, don't, it's, I don't disagree with it. Let me just, let's just talk about it, right? So let me just give you an example. So right. a medical doctor, uh, he's actually a, a medical doctor, also a, um, he actually is a legislator up in Minnesota, named Dr. Jensen, Scott Jensen, actually named uh, Physician of the Year in Minnesota. Like, this guy's a great guy, been doctoring a long time. Sure. So because he's in the, in the state legislature as well, um, they didn't do anything you can't do. They just did, they just, you know, were thinking. And so they got the um, Minnesota Health Department's records of the deaths, right, of COVID deaths, Jeff. And I'm, I want to talk about this for a second because this is hard for people. This is like because we don't want to believe it, mm. right? It's like, um, it's like, you know, I've heard different stories of different people that were raised. You ever like there's the parent that like is in all of your business, right? Yeah, like yeah, searches your bag yeah. when you get home and smells your breath and all that stuff. Uh, and then there's, parents, and then so. there's the other parent that's like, I don't want to know. Sometimes, right? Like, yeah. I just, just, just tell me you're not doing bad things because I don't want to think you are. You follow me? Yeah. I just want to live in my, and then tell, you know, and then that's when you, boom, you find out, you know, you know, your kid's got a drug problem or whatever it is. You follow me, right? So I would rather live with my head in the sand because if I find out the truth, I'm gonna have to actually like do something different. Okay. Um, it's the same. We see this, Jeff, this is just normal. This people like they're, they've been smoking for 20 years and they start having a cough. They don't want to go get checked out because they don't really want to know if it's a cancer or not. Yeah. You follow me, yeah, right? Yeah. So this is just human nature. But, yeah. but, um, I bring that up to say, um, you know, as another, the next, and this comes out of, um, this is, uh, uh, New England Journal of Medicine, I believe. And, um, and so the, um, the, this is talking about the proportion of commonly loose, used treatments supported by evidence. So what they did with this study is, and this is from the Cl Clinical Evidence Journal, so they said, what science and evidence do we have to support the common, the common procedures? Okay, right? So most of the things that you go get done in a hospital, okay? So 46% um, unknown effectiveness, Roughly half of the things that you're told are scientific, right? The scientific things, Jeff, the things that if you don't do, you're just dumb because they told you to do it. Right. So just so you know, uh, 46% of that yeah, doesn't even have the evidence to make that statement. 4% um, uh, uh, of it's actually likely to be harmful or ineffective. Uh, the next percentage of that is unlikely to be beneficial. The next big chunk of that is um, uh, trade-off between harm and benefit, right? You know, hey, it might save one, but it kills one. Well, that's net yeah, neutral, yeah, right? Yeah. So when you add all those up, Jeff, I'm not super good at math. You're at 56. You're at, you know, you're at almost 60% or so, whatever, if I'm right on that, just under 60% or over 60% of most of the procedures done over are, are not even backed by good evidence. You know, the smallest part, the smallest part, 13% they would say have enough evidence to actually say supported, supported by evidence. 
Jeff, that's bonkers. I didn't finish my statement on this thing about the doctor and the the, the assemblyman up in yeah, up Minnesota. Jensen, yeah. So they called it in and they went through all this. They went through all the statistics of COVID deaths. Now listen to this. So I just wish, just please, like, like let your brain hear this for a second. So the CDC changed how they did death certificates from the way they've done for the last seventeen years when COVID came. They changed it. Okay, they ch- they changed it. They changed how they did it. They changed how they code it. You got to hear this. So you go, no, I can't. What did they really? Yeah, they really did. They really did. I don't know what to tell you. They really did. Okay. And so what happened? So Dr. Jensen, the reason Dr. Jensen spoke out about this is because he's a physician and he gets the update and he's like, why are we changing the way we do death certificates the way we've done for 17 years? So all that they did was they went to uh, all the COVID that was listed to COVID deaths in Minnesota. And then they just applied the way you would normally have done sure. death certificates for the last 17 years. Yeah. And they, they applied that to the COVID deaths. Okay. And just by doing that, 40% of the COVID deaths disappeared. For example, Jeff, one of the people listed as a COVID death was a drowning. You don't drive. You, you, he didn't die from COVID. He died from a drowning. Another person that died had been in a motor vehicle accident and was thrown through the windshield and died. And that was listed as a COVID death, Jeff. Here's why this matters so much, right? Because there is a big difference between dying from COVID and diving with COVID, right? It's Mm. a big difference, Mm. Jeff. That's fair. Okay. So all he did was simply said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just do the death certificates the way we've done them for the last 17 years. And when I did that to today... It took rid of 40% of deaths. Now, there's even stuff on the CDC, Jeff, that talks about people that are dying of only 6%. Remember this number that yep, came out a yep. little bit while ago? We talk about a lot of the comorbidities. We have to be very, very careful here. And so um, <clears throat> this is these are important. Now, <clears throat> one of the things that, you know, and I, that I like to talk about, and um, this is actually from a, an older medical doctor, but he was from Harvard, and, and he says this statement, and he says, the wisdom of the body is responsible for 90, 90% of the hope of a patient's to recover. The body has a super wisdom that's in favor of life um, rather than death. This is the power that we depend on for life. All doctors are responsible for letting their patients know of this great force working within them. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I love it just because, you know, it's a good, you know, it's just a good kind of truthful statement. All right, well, let's take a break there and reset some things. This is an awesome discussion and lots and lots of content right here. So let's give everybody a chance to catch up and we'll catch you back even stronger after the break. You're listening to Design to Heal. We're back with Design to Heal. Ben, we're talking today about the five ways you can suggest we get woke, right? This ain't about waking up in the morning. This is about getting woke and just coming to our senses and really doing some critical thinking. So I don't want to steal your thunder, man. You're doing awesome. So let's jump right back in, man. Keep us going. One of my, so my first point was just looking at that Kilo study, okay? That, that study from JAMA that I told you about, right? And then looking at the rankings of our healthcare system, okay? Then I was talking to my wife and I said, babe, like, what, what would you want? And she, what has helped you really see it? And she, she was pretty, she didn't really, she was like, uh, babe, I think it's just this. Is This is what changed, she said, her perspective, her, her life, if you will, her lens is if your assumptions, like that early study said, if your assumption is just whatever science does mm-hmm. is it. 
Jeff, I mean, we talk a lot about different stuff, even off the record stuff, or not off the record, just, you know, off the off air stuff, you yeah, know, from yeah. government and yeah. financial stuff. And, you know, I, I guess what's so funny is I talk to these people and they're skeptical of other stuff. They're skeptical of, you know, government and they're skeptical of, I don't know, you know, other industries, right? Um, yet there's, for, there's a natural skepticism, I think, to the human condition. That's the, that's the crazy thing. Though there should be. And I think yeah. there is. But then, yeah. but then you got people that are lining up for a shot in the arm of a drug that's not been tested pro- properly. So I, I've said it this way. So yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's walls there. That's the thing. There becomes segments and, and boxes where people like, don't allow that critical thinking process to enter into. And where, I, it, where it should per, you know it should permeate everything. And I think the reason, part of the reason, Jeff, is because they're just so. If they let their brain go there, it's gonna shake the foundation because they're gonna have to. Re, they, it's gonna go. Oh my gosh! Right? I've 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 been duped. Well, Ben, remember too. A long time ago, we did an episode and we were talking about like the conditioning from an early age to associate like you know healthcare mm-hmm. sort of as an icon to. To health, right? Your for pediatrician example, you know, that you yeah. like that did your spitches, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. That, that kind of thing. Like, I think that's, I, I really do think that's where a lot of it comes from. And I think people just need to hear that. They need to consider that point and go, yeah, maybe that is me. Maybe that is where I'm, yeah. you know, kind of coming from. You know, yeah. Or, or you know, or, or I've just never thought about. It. Maybe sometimes your awakening is like, gosh, I, I, you know, it's like I don't know why I get these weird analogies, but you know, it's like, it's like you know, the person that finds out their their boyfriend or girlfriend was cheating on them and, and they had no idea, right? Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, you get, yeah. you just, it's like, what? How did this happen? Um, and you no, know, sometimes when you look back, you realize, well, I guess I never really thought about it. I was just trusting them, right? But the, like, so that's a good point, Jeff. So I guess the question you might be asking yourself is, are those industries trustworthy? Which again brings us right back to a few episodes ago when I was talking about the study done that ranked the the the, the trust yeah, yeah, of, of yeah. American companies. The lowest ranking trust, Jeff, was um, a pharma. Yeah. Yet. You were trying so, so the lowest ranking thing that the, the, the people studied says we don't trust pharma. Yet now give us we're gonna line up for a shot in our arm. You know what? Was, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I want to bring this point up because I hmm. think if you're just listening to this and you're going because I think just COVID gives us a, a, a an opportunity to think about some things. You know, so for the last X amount of years, you know, we get so bubbled in America, which I understand, right? It's our country. We it's just what we see, right? But it is interesting. There's been a bunch of other countries that have been making vaccines too for for COVID, right? That are rolling it out. And so I, I I thought this was funny. It's like how did how did this happen? We've you know they've been trying to make coronavirus vaccines for a long time and they couldn't and it didn't work and, and yet yet in November ish around 2020, dozens of countries just started. F- making them. And, and that's different companies, right? So Australia made one and India made one and Russia made one and China made one. Like America's not the only country that has, uh, uh, you know, supposedly made this vaccine. It should just make you, uh, we were talking with, but I, I just, yeah. I'm sorry. I got to interject something here. You remember the show cheers? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> There's this scene in cheers in one of the episodes where uh, it's Woody Harrelson's character. He's bartending. Right. Yeah. And I forgot who's it's somebody walks in and it's a couple of a couple of ladies, I think, and they're like, "Well, it's my birthday." One of them says, "It's my birthday." Oh, I, well, I, I, you know, Sam always buys a free beer or whatever for someone on their birthday. So Cliff and the other guys over there, everybody gets in line. Well, it's my birthday too. It's my birthday. So like six people right there in the right after he says, and uh, and then at some point, <laughs> at some point, I think Cliff says to him, "You know, hey, why don't you put your thinking cap on, here? What are the odds that all these people yeah. have the same birthday as yeah. Uh, yeah. as me and him?" It's great, <laughs> and he's like. The odds are astronomical, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what are the? You, it's like, a great. Like that's what we look like, and and I think that but we don't ask and questions. I, right? And I, Jeff, I think that 
earlier quote. That's why I use it so often from Dr. Kilo in the JAMA yeah. article, which it says, major assumptions were made. Right, we've assumed because we've been. What's the old saying? Tell a lie long enough, people believe it's true. We've believed yeah. that vaccines are safe and effective because we've done them because yeah. they've told us that. Yeah, we believe that you know the science was legit. We believe that there was no manipulation. We right, we wanted to believe those things. Yet, evidence <laughs> contrary to that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. so I'm going to read a few. This is a, a one of my favorite books, and a gentleman we've been working on getting on the podcast. Um, for a long time here. His name's Dr. Chestnut. He's uh, out of Canada, but he wrote a book called The Wellness. He's written several books, but um, he's a researcher, doctor, um, a great guy, but he is all about, um, you know, um, evidence as well. And so I'm just going to read a few of the, of the, of the quotes, if you will, or these aren't even quotes. These are out of scientific journals, but this is from Dr. Willett. Now, Dr. Willett is, uh, I believe Harvard. He's Harvard. I think he's Harvard. Um, it's, he's an Ivy League medical doctor. And um, his, this is, comes out of the a medical journal. He says, the inherent problem is that most pharmacologic strategies do not address the underlying cause of ill health in Western countries, quote, which are not drug deficiencies. Okay. So that's just, so, so I'm just, I'm sharing this with you because I want you to understand that there is, you know, People that now now those people don't get airtime. Those people get censored. Those people don't get asked to be on CNN or Fox News or whatever, right? This because it doesn't go with the narrative, right? We don't. It doesn't. It's not what they want it to be. Okay, so you don't get to see that very often. But I, I you know, so we don't have a drug. That's his point, right? That's the reason that drugs don't work the way you want them to work because they're not the solution because you don't have a drug deficiency problem any more than you have a vaccine deficiency problem, Jeff. Right? Um, the the. Um, the, in the, this is uh, out of a, another pharmacology uh, report here. In the U.S., there are more drug industry lobbyists than members of Congress. That's important. Here's another great one. This is out of Guyton. This is a medical textbook. This is actually my textbook I had when I was in chiropractic school, Guyton's uh, textbook of physiology. It's the book. It's every medical doctor student has this book. You have to have still have the book, right? It says, to summarize, the body is actually an order a social order of about 100 trillion cells organized into different structural uh, functions. Each of these maintains homeostatic conditions in the internal environment. As long as normal conditions are maintained, the cells of the body continue to live and function properly. Jeff, the reason that that quote is so important is because when we start to interfere with that, with drugs. See, a drug is not a vitamin. A drug is a synthetic chemical you're taking, ingesting, or injecting into your body. A vaccine is a drug. I know we've, they've, you think it's an accident that they've relabeled it? You think there's an accident that, like, um, there's some doctors that say, we have to be careful how we say this, because if I said here, Jeff, take this experimental drug that has no liability, that has only been tested for two months, oh, but we're going to make you take it. And by the way, if it, if it hurts you or kills you, you can't, there's no liability. You, would you take it? No. Because it's just, nobody should. Maybe if I'm on my deathbed and I desire to do that and I want to do, you know, right to try, I get that. Okay, but like just to, for my 13-year-old kid? Uh, no. Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> and I don't care what little button. You, Jeff, there was a Yale study that they've, been, that they've been doing, which has been trying to say, how are we going to combat people that don't want to get a vaccine? People and they, they literally there's an agenda to try to get you to say, oh, you know, for the greater good. For, yeah, but but for those of us that want to read science, right? 
Um, so this is another study. This comes out of a, a, a American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine. It says each year uh, in the U.S. spends more than, now this number continues to go up. Um, it's over $10,000 for every man, woman, and child on what is essentially sickness care. In contrast, virtually every other industrialized economy spends less. Greece spends less than $600 per person, yet achieves superior outcomes in virtually every recognized international standard of health than the U.S. Every other industrialized economy spends less and achieves better outcomes. That should You should go in your mind, what the heck is going? This is from the Surgeon General of the United States. This is what he says. He says, the reality is that our current healthcare system is not truly serving our health needs. We focused on treating illness rather than promoting prevention and wellness. The negative consequences of this sick care system are taking a toll on our health, our economic stability, and the futures of our children and grandchildren. Right, Jeff? These are the, these are the points that we need to look at, right, where we are, we are so... We've, we've, we, again, we bought a, a narrative of thinking, trust whatever the doctor says. Now, what's that doctor? That doctor is ran by a system that tells them what to do, right? Standard mm-hmm. operating procedures, right? I got a lot of, I take care of a lot of people in healthcare, patients that work in hospitals and doctors and operating rooms and, you know, all of that. And outside of I mean, the ones that are employed by a medical system, a healthcare system, Jeff, we remember when we had Dr. S- um, Dr. Uh, S- uh, Sweet on here, Dr. Victoria, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know, working yeah. in the hospital in California. She yeah. was very open about this, right? She goes, listen, I don't even get to practice healthcare anymore. Right? It's now this system. I'm told what to do. Here's the drug. Here's the prescribed. But most people don't realize how ineffective and how ridiculous most of those are. And so when I asked my wife what was the big thing for her, she said, you know, it's this lens, this vitalistic lens, this, this understanding, Jeff, that the body's designed to heal. And I know, I don't know how to say this that doesn't sound so like foo-foo or philosophical or, or weird. The medical term, I just read it in that textbook there, the medical term is homeostasis. It's the quote from the medical doctor from Harvard that said, um, the body has an inborn desire to be well, mm-hmm. right? A natural mm-hmm. tendency towards yeah. life. Yeah. You don't like go in and out of like life and death. Like your body wants to live, right. okay? Right. That's why it heals. That's why your temperature in my room right here is 72 degrees, but our bodies are 98.6 or whatever, right? It's doing that not because you're thinking about it. It's doing that because that's what it needs to survive. When you get a fever to fight off. So we look at COVID even with a 99, uh, under the age of 50, a 99%, uh, a a 0.013 death rate for people under the age of 50. You could look, so I would look at that and I would celebrate the incredibleness of the body's ability to heal. Now, if we were sitting here and it was a 99% death rate, well, that's a whole different conversation. I don't think we would be sitting next to each yeah, other. Well, we would <laughs> be we probably one of us would be would be would not be here. Okay. Right. And the other thing my wife said to me, she goes, she goes, the other thing, honey, I think is that that you've really helped me think about or that I, that really changed me was this idea of getting to the cause of the problem, right? Um, and, and Jeff, it isn't that we can always get there. It's more the mentality that we desire to get there, I would say. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying I've got yeah, it figured out, yeah. but I desire to get there. So I had a patient that I was meeting with the other day and they came in and they had this you know, big pile of, you know, paperwork from, you know, the 30 doctors they've seen and pages of drugs that they're on. And, and, um, and, and I, and I was trying to be, you know, be, be nice. I just said, you know, here's the deal. I said, um, you know, 
you've probably never heard this before, but our focus in this office is going to get to the cause of the problem. So when somebody has indigestion or acid reflux and they say, I have acid reflux, take this pill, the pill's masking the symptom. If I have a headache and I take a drug, I don't get rid of the headache. I mask the symptom. Jeff, if I have arthritis in my shoulder and I get a shot so I don't feel it, do I still have arthritis in my shoulder? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And now I'm just doing it, but I'm not feeling it. Yeah. So I'm actually making the problem worse. This is why, <laughs> Jeff, think about this. When people have health conditions and they get med- medications, why does their insurance rate go up? Their insurance should go down. They're medicating it. If, if, if drugs are so good, they actually know the more drugs you're on, the higher risk you are because... I was going to say, the risk just went up. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you, so if they worked as... See, you realize how we have these I never thought inconsistencies about that that of how we have this. Yeah. So... You know, and I, so then the point for, and I'm going to kind of wind these down, and, and these are not perfect, but, you know, just the ones I could kind of came off the top of my head. The, the point for that I had was, you know, this, understand or coming to the realization how owned, you know, media, how incestuous the media, pharma, medical kind of government end is, right? Um, now, Jeff, is there some of it that was, because somebody had said something, I was kind of going back and forth with somebody the other day, he said, well, it's hard for me to believe that this is all a conspiracy theory, right? Like, like, like they're all in on it. I said, listen, it's not like that. It's not like everybody's, it's not like the old, you know, OJ trial or something like this, right, where the cops were, in, you know, it's like, I'm saying, the system and, and the way it's been built up, you know, you're just a pawn in the game of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that doctors are bad people. I don't think that politicians are bad people. I, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, this is not the point of this show. But to your, to your point, Jeff, earlier, let us not be naive to think that there is not some serious, right? And when they're the business, you know, when the business arm behind it, which it is just business, yeah. is yeah. profit and profit margin, right? So we, when you see a story about some other industry that, you know, lied on their SEC documents or, you know, I don't know, you know more about that, we always go, oh, yeah, well, that's no surprise. Enron did this, or I don't know the other big ones, right? The housing collapse with that whole thing, right? You don't think pharma falls to the same pressures i mean it's it's just the reality of acknowledging that there are unfortunately people out there that take advantage of other people it happens it's happened throughout history so so right? if, so if we and get, so it's not like we arrived at 2020 and that yeah. just went away you know what <laughs> no. i mean like that's the problem now, now they find more, well and they do and they find more creative ways to do it yeah that's a good point right? and so if your guard is down you know i i look ben it's it's a hard way to live like I, i'm not suggesting that somebody like just cloud their life and just be skeptical of everybody i mean i think that's a horrible way to live believe me it is but at some point you got to be you got to have some street smarts you know you know you got to have some kind of just filter that kind of maybe says trust but verify you know especially when it's not in your inner circle and you haven't done life with these certain people and and whatever there has to be some of that and if you don't you know then you fall prey to this stuff i guess right you you do and i think you bring up a a great point which is you know and i think you know jeff we we false we fall prey to it gets weary, right? It's like I just, I'm just gonna go along with it, cause, oh, right? And I don't, I, I, I hear, I hear that. Yeah. But the stakes are too high for us yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I'm with you. Like I don't, like even when I was getting ready to do this show, I was like, oh, this is like, I don't like to do it, right? Cause it's it is shattering some people's kind of. Right, it's the, like um, the safety net of sorts that they kind of stand you know, on, right? Yeah. When I, when I was, um, I won't. I don't. I was gonna air. I don't want to say a, 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 a. Let me just stop that for a second. But you ever heard those stories of maybe you know, 
grandma pa- grandpa passes away and then there's a child that nobody knew about that comes into the uh, yeah. you know yeah, what i mean right yeah, sure and they're like sure. what grandpa yeah right and it's like it sh- it shatters your story that right? could have never happened right could never have never, happened now him. i'm not yeah. saying that say that again that, not, yeah. that doesn't mean all grandpas are bad. i'm saying we have to be open because if you're yeah. asking me to take the drug mm-hmm. you're telling me to get this procedure you're mandating vaccines for my children you you've got to do better than you've done on the validity of this. And mm-hmm. so the last quote that point. I'm going to, that yeah. I'm going to end with here is um, from Marsha Engel. Okay. Now Marsha Engel, uh, medical doctor, she was the um, new England journal of medicine editor for 20 years, 20 years, Jeff, the new, new England journal of medicine, that's new any, and any JM it's considered top, you know, it's new England journal, yeah. JAMA, BMJ, Lancet, top, sure. top mm-hmm. journal. Okay. This was her quote. See, because this is what people will say. But the science, the science, right? But the sci- they did the research. This is her. This is the twenty year, probably the, a person closer to the science than any of us. Her quote: "It is simply no longer possible to believe much of the clinical research that is published, or to rely on the judgment of trusted physicians." or authoritative medical guidelines. I take no pleasure in this conclusion, which I reached slowly and reluctantly over my two decades as an editor of the New England Journal of Medicine. She's basically, I I mean, it says it enough of what I just read, but she's saying, listen, I hate that I had to come to this conclusion, reluctantly and slowly, but I couldn't help after year after year after year, seeing this science is nothing more than a bought and paid pharmaceutical ad yeah. to justify yeah. them to fear, scare people into, or manipulate people or data. And then it's, she literally says, I, I, not, I, can't, I can't trust the published medical research. I can't trust the judgment of trusted physicians or the medical guidelines. That pretty much covers it, Jeff. Is there is, is there a date on that when she said that quote? Does it happen to um, share that? I can't remember. It's fairly recent. I'm recent I'm meaning in the last probably five to eight years. And the yeah. reason I say that is because twenty decades she's still, you know, twenty twenty years, two decades doing it for the New England Journal coming after this. So this is the last, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. this would be for sure in the last ten years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's only gotten worse. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it it's just cleaned up. It's always an interesting timeline to know when somebody says that, you know, because you know how often quotes are said and they, they have incredible meaning for an era. And yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's like, man, it's still true. Right? Yeah, it's no, true. That, that one, I mean, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Marsh is still alive and yeah, doing absolutely. her thing. And, yeah. And I, yeah, and probably and arguably even gotten, it's even gotten worse. And so as we wind down, you know, this part of this, and again, go back to my friend who started, you know, kind of gave me this idea for this episode. And I don't know if I've achieved that that uh that end point you know and i don't know if if anything it might have just drove some people further away and reinforced for others i don't know but i would just you know what's the harm and we've talked about this before jeff what's the harm in just asking some of these questions like so worst case scenario you go down the metaphorical rabbit mm-hmm. hole mm-hmm. right you go man it just makes you a better consumer, right? There's been some things, like I, the other day I was buying something, for, I needed something for my, my my daughter and I know you've got a lot of te- technological you know, expertise. So I reached out to you and I said, hey, which one of these, <laughs> you know, I, your answer was none, right? But, <laughs> but, 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 I be, but because you've spent a lot of time in that, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I valued your opinion sure, on that. Sure, sure, sure. Because, because of that. And so it made me a better consumer. Yeah. If I would have done it on my own, I would have gone, I don't know, what's the one I see the most on the, 
thing, you know, yeah. right? And I would have bought yeah. that because that's what yeah, you it's see. It's not an area of your expertise. And so like like anybody does, they defer. I just defer to whatever the deal is out there or whatever, you know. And in some so, things, yeah. that's less important, right? Meaning, hey, what table should I buy? I don't know. I like brown. Okay. You know what I mean? My, my, life, <laughs> my life doesn't balance, hinge on that, right? Sure. Your health and things you're going to inject or ingest matters a lot. You know, I, you're right about maybe the table example or whatever, but I, I would go even beyond health. I think this is a, this is again, this is another one of those, you know, we've said oftentimes we're not here to tell people what to think, but how, right? This is more of sort of a, just a think tank for how to think bigger about things. And I think beyond healthcare, there's so many different categories that people have just kind of said that's not an important one or whatever. And man, how much better of a citizen would they be, of a family member, of a consumer, of a, an employee? I mean, a lot of different hats that they might wear, they yeah. would be better at if they would just ask these kinds of questions. And it takes time, Ben, but that's the thing. And people don't want to take the time sometimes because, you know, that, that's going to take me away from, you know, my, my leisure experience. It's going to take me away from playing games on my phone or something like that. Yeah. Like, and that's the problem. Have you ever, in the final, you know, just final thought on this, you know, I take care of people like a lot of, you know, uh, cops and, and stuff like that too. And mm -hmm. I remember... Uh, my uncle actually worked in the um, worked in the in the prison system for a long time as a as a you know guard and things like that. And mm -hmm. I remember um, at one point him saying how jaded he had got. Okay, right, because of just what he saw sure. every day. Sure. And there was this, and I and I just always remember that. And then as I get older, you know, your experiences, of course, can form your your perspective. And so you do need to kind of check yourself on this. So the reason I bring this up is. You know, you might have had a, a particular view of of of, of healthcare, or, mm. or or like you were talking about experiences. You know, with your great friend who was a you know your pediatrician or whatever. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and I don't even want to I don't want to discount those, but I also I do I do we do need to. It's an important enough issue that we do need to mm -hmm. be an educated consumer, mm -hmm. and and all is not as it appears. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. I would almost mirror uh, Dr. Engel's uh, quote, which is, I, I I'm I'm I've, I've reluctantly and slowly had to come to this conclusion, but then out of that obligation, mm -hmm. or out of that comes an obligation I sense to communicate with. That's why I do podcasts. Absolutely, because Absolutely. I'm like going, man, yeah. I don't know if anything. Can you can you can you consider the possibility that maybe there's some ulterior motives behind this. And then if you can say yes to that, can you consider how deep does it possibly go? Mm -hmm. And then if you can consider that, is there maybe some things that have been done that aren't in your best interest, but are in the best mm -hmm. interest of pharma or, you know, mm -hmm. it's the old Pinto mm -hmm. story, right? Mm -hmm. In the car where, you know, they to fix oh, the car the was going to cost, you know, yeah. this uh -huh. much, but to pay yeah. the lawsuits was going to cost this much. So we'll just keep yeah. blowing people up and... <laughs> And uh, we'll just pay the fine. Well, that's a largely the pharma, mm -hmm. the pharma model too, as well. We've seen this with oxy. We've seen this with opioids. We've seen this with vaccines. Mm -hmm. You know. So again, I'm sorry if I've I'm not. You know, if I've pulled the rug out <laughs> a little bit or, or ripped the veil, and, and you maybe I, I actually let me rephrase that. I pray that I've done that. I pray that I've cracked that open a little bit to maybe make you ask a question or two about what's maybe going on here. Mm. And if anything, it makes you a more educated healthcare consumer, maybe makes you think twice about the things that they're asking you to do or mandating you or guilting you into to do, right? And just saying, hey, it's your health. Learn how to be a little bit of a consumer. Now, I would suggest 
being more of a natural, vitalistic, conservative healthcare consumer. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is not because of, per se, just my opinion. It's because the, 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 the science kind of, <laughs> there I am saying it, the research would, the, the outcomes of that would necessitate that. You should be weary, mm-hmm. leery, excuse mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You should mm-hmm. be leery of it. You should go, yeah. wow, yeah. a drug in my body? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that, right? I got, you're going to have to provide me a lot better evidence than just, ah, it's on your, covered by your plan, you know? So, um, that's where I'm at today, Jeff. You know, I hope that again, this episode is helpful for, you know, maybe listening, you already like, yeah, I get this. This is old stuff, Dr. Ben, Mm -hmm. but maybe this is when you share to your friend, Yeah. you know, you, you, it maybe ask you to ask some questions to them. Um, as always, we, we love to, you know, if you're hearing this and you want to, I think there's even email, they can email us on the yeah, on thing and say, Hey, I've got a question absolutely. about this or, Hey, my yeah. friend said this, or can you do an episode about this? Yeah. Or I shared yeah. this episode and then they came back with this and I say, Hey, that's cool. You ben, know? Even a dissenter. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because, because somebody says, well, Hey, I, maybe I liked some of these parts of this particular episode and this, but you know, I don't agree with this thing. I'm, I'm good with that. And I think you are too. Why? Because it means they're thinking. Okay, yeah. and it means a meaningful, thoughtful engagement and dialogue can there, you know, there ensue, and I, I think that's brilliant. You I, know, hadn't, I hadn't. How do we try? We we sharpen each other by challenging each other, right? I hadn't been on uh, on my my podcast thing in a, in a while, and I, you know, I we have reviews on there, and I think we have a five star rating, which was great, you know. But then there's like there's a few that did not like the show, right? You <laughs> yeah. know, and I've always laughed. I was like, you know, but there was a little part of me was like, oh, really? It's like two stars? You know what I mean? Yeah. But the, to your point, I'm like, I, the, of course, right? Listen, I will I will chastise my mom for doing that. Okay, it's not about you; it's about me. She's... I could believe my wife did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just because I talk about her on the show so much. But um, here we are, you know. <laughs> if everybody in the online community was just nice, that would solve everything, right? If there were no so no two star reviews, it would solve the, probably a lot of the no. But I mean, problems, I, but, but no, actually, I, I like it. it, right? I mean, I like it in the sense that it it's, it is it iron sharpens iron. Like it yeah. helps us to refine, helps me to communicate better or try to communicate yeah. better. Or yeah. hey, what do I need? Or or yeah. hey, share a different perspective. I how oh, that's interesting, right? Mm. You know, mm. Um, mm. seeing some of the stuff, you know, different things that we're learning about whether it's COVID or diabetes. I don't sure, care, right? Sure, no fasting, sure. yeah. a lot of different episodes. Cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just COVID a lot of talk. I love hearing a a new way of of helping somebody with something, right? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I love it. That's yeah. great. Um, but I but I'm suspect I'm suspicious. Um, when it's early, yeah, right, and yeah. we should be. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. With you know that what I mean? Yeah. It's like if you know, you know, uh, Jeff. Uh, I keep, keep. I feel like what's that one show? Is it Bridesmaids or something? Where they keep going back and forth with the microphone and they say one more thing, one more thing. They keep oh, going back know. and forth. Yeah. I keep saying we're gonna wind <laughs> it down, right? Like uh, one more thing, one more thing. But you're like a Baptist pastor, today, this, man. How many times are you gonna close this sermon? Come on, <laughs> people that, um, you know, uh, I had the car started out there, and you know, he wants. And to I got Yeah, I got to jump. <laughs> this, there's people that say, um. Uh, you know, like uh, remember, you know, some of the people that change their mind a lot. You ever, you ever, you know what I mean? Like, sure. they change their major in sure. college like sure. the ten times, sure. you know. And so sure. it's like your kid coming home and and they're like, oh, today I want to be a you know a movie star, and tomorrow I want to be a baseball player, and you know. And then you kind of you kind of start to say, ah, you know, I'm gonna, I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna before I buy you, you know, the the. The most new, expensive yeah, glove, guitar, the most expensive yeah. thing. We'll just yeah, see sure. if you like uh-huh. this in next yeah, week. Exactly. And um, and yeah. I, the reason I, I say that is, you know, when it comes to healthcare, there's nothing really wrong with being kind of a, a, a slow focus on the, you know, focus on what you eat, focus on moving your body, focus on the good health, you know, yeah. um, you know, yeah. uh, connection to your creator, like just good baseline things that truly are good for everybody. Mm-hmm. A healthy diet is good for everybody. A seven billion people getting a vaccine. 
that's and this is just their own. That's not good for everybody. Mm-hmm. We've seen people pass out anaphylactic shock, right? We we saw mm-hmm. a couple of deaths that were in one of the yeah. studies. Yeah. So I'm, I'm using that. Like everybody benefits from eating better. Mm. So that's a good thing to put into Absolutely. your life, right? Absolutely. Moving your body. These types of yeah. things are are yeah. great things for us to do. And so yeah. focus on those things. Be a a slow ingester of 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 the medical model because of all the things that are very reasonable mm-hmm. to be suspect mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. That's my that is my final word. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit achievewellness.clinic.